Good morning, then. Welcome to our Sycamore Township Workshop Meeting for May 19th, 2020. The time is 9.03. We are following House Bill 197 because of the COVID-19 pandemic. This allows the local government the opportunity to conduct meetings remotely and to carry out business while complying with the stay-at-home and social distancing recommendations. Let the record show that all three trustees are present. I'm gonna ask trustees, Mr. James, Mr. Weedman, Fiscal Officer, Mr. Porter, and Law Director, Mr. Desai, do you give your authorization for your name to be signed electronically at this time? Yes. 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 And I will also give my approval. I'll make a motion to approve the minutes for the public hearing for the proposed city of Deer Park, Sycamore Township, JED meetings of May 7th. Motion to approve. Second. Mr. Porter, call the roll. I'm not hearing anything. I don't know what's going on. I just heard Porter call the roll. I didn't hear anything before that. I'm asking now for you to call the roll. I'm not seeing anyone or hearing anything. We don't see you on the screen either. Hmm. While you're getting set up, I'll just have a comment. I I'd asked during the uh, Deer Park Schools received the $1.2 million promised to them by Capital Investment Group. And I, I did talk with the school superintendent yesterday, Jay Phillips, but a good presentation. They uh, originally it was set up for the air conditioning and they got the money because the uh, the uh, Amity School remodeling came in under budget, and uh, he said, yes, we did. In fact, the end of December, uh, very promptly, they got the $1.2 million, <clears throat> and they will use that for other projects for Deer Park Schools. Rob, are you okay now? Rob Porter? Jim, it appears he's got uh, computer issues wherever he's located because he's frozen again. Can you make the motion, uh, Mr. Warwick? I can. I can. Can you call for the vote? Yeah, Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. And I'm going to make a motion to approve the minutes of the trustees' meeting of uh, Sycamore Township for May 7th. Do we have a second? Motion. Second. Uh, Mr. Warwick, did you call the vote? Robert's back in, I think. Rob, are you in? Porter? I think he's frozen, Tom. Okay, yeah. Ray, would you call the... Uh, there he is. Rob, are you in? Frozen again. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, Ray, let's move on. Just call the vote. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Okay, now hopefully Mr. Porter is in. Uh, go over the uh, the bills and read the receipts. Porter. I think he's still struggling with it, so you, we may have to come <clears throat> come back he, to that. He may want to log out and log back in. Yeah, or maybe dial in if you can hear us. 
Okay, next up, we have the uh, Sheriff Patrol items. Uh, let's say good morning to Lieutenant Troy Smith. Lieutenant, good morning. we all got an email. I just want to share this with people. And I'll, I'll start off the email. I got it late last night. Thank you for all of your efforts towards regaining some civility in our township and on our street. Uh, I'm not going to go any further than that, but uh, we all got together. Uh, but we, <coughs> when, uh, you were on a issue for uh, some residents in the neighborhood, and I'm so glad you took that, and it's still an ongoing uh, uh, investigation, I know, but thank you for your quick response. Our pleasure, Mr. LaBarber, and to the others, and thank you for your support. Um, you know, it goes without saying, we, we and I, I replied to that gentleman this morning when I got in, uh, we desperately need the community's support to be successful. I think we all know that. Uh, but if we have residents that are supplying us with information or are willing to kind of stand up and take a, a hard line approach and stance on, you know, criminal activity in their neighborhood, uh, it's always something that we welcome and encourage. So, um, again, we thank that gentleman for his support and for the information he's been able to provide us. And there are no new developments with that uh, situation, but um, it is something we're monitoring very closely. Um, other than that, we're just dealing with a lot of rain here, uh, and there's there's uh, not much to report from the sheriff's office. Uh, we will be lifting, um, as you know, for the past couple of months, we've been operating on that limited response plan. Uh, we're going to lift that on June 1st, so um, we're gonna we're gonna try to get back to normal as as possible. I'm happy to report with the reopening of the town center, we haven't had any major issues, uh, no complaints thus far. Things have been relatively quiet. And then I think everyone has seen in the news media, there are some, some, some bars and restaurants that have experienced some issues with crowding and overcrowding, uh, you know, op opening and things like that. We have not received any complaints of that nature uh, so far. So, so far, so good. Uh, we're doing well. And again, thanks to everyone. But that's all I have to report this morning. Thank you, Lieutenant. Uh, is Mr. Porter in? Is he, is he back in? All right, so we'll move on then with the EMS uh, fire report. Chief Rob Penning. Thank you. Sorry for my late arrival. Technology took over there for a minute. Um, we uh, Right now, we have 21 residents in the township that are on home quarantine uh, for the virus. And we've had 15 that has been released from the quarantine. So that's good. We get these reports weekly from the county dispatch. Um, all of our firemen are doing well. Our supplies are holding up good. Um, we've done 15 birthday drive-bys in the, this month, in the month of May so far. You could try uh, dialing we, in by phone. We did receive the uh, CARES Act check for, for um, 26,105. So uh, we got that deposited. And uh, right now we're working on the all the in receipts and everything for the FEMA reimbursement. So that's an ongoing project, but uh, we got everything together and we're going to submit it as soon as, uh, as soon as we get everything put together. So other than that, same as Tori, we're dealing with rain. Uh, we're dealing with uh, our runs are starting to pick up a little bit. So uh, we're just we're doing fine though. Any discussion with the chief? Any comments for the chief? Thanks for all you're doing. Thank you. Thanks, Chief. Uh, is Mr. Porter back in? All right, let's move on with the roads and uh, maintenance and uh, recreation uh, updates, uh, happenings uh, going on in our 
Township and uh, our superintendent of roads is Tracy Collins. Thank you. The, the first thing I have is uh, our Cape Seal project this year with Strausser Construction Incorporated. I had brought this to you uh, a few weeks ago uh, to see if we should, if you wanted to proceed with it, which you told me you did. And I uh, do have a resolution also today. And this, uh, I believe you have the paperwork in your packet that shows uh, what roads we're doing with that. And uh, it's a total $165,150. So I will go ahead and, and read the resolution. So a resolution awarding the contract for the 2020 Cape Seal program to Strausser Construction Incorporated, dispensing with the second reading, declaring an emergency. Motion to approve. Second. Mr. Uh, Mr. Warwick, would you call the vote? Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Thank you. So the next thing on the uh, agenda is 6330 Kugler Mill, but I have a couple of things I'd like to talk about before that. As you know, we did the spring compost giveaway. It was extremely busy. Uh, it was great turnout. People were very happy that we continued with that. Uh, we've talked about opening ball diamonds and restrooms in the park. We're looking for that to be on June 1st. Uh, restrooms will definitely open with all this rain. I'm not promising that the ball fields will be open. You might need a canoe to get to. So with the restrooms being open, we will also uh, have a protocol together for cleaning those. Those will be cleaned daily every morning, including weekends. Uh, we'll be sanitizing those and uh, every day and deep cleaning once a week. And, and so uh, we will proceed with that uh, June 1st. Thanks for taking care of that, Tracy. Uh, you're welcome. Hey, hey Trace, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, what about the, uh, the playground equipment for the, uh, for the youngsters? Playgrounds are not open yet. Is there so, a date of so, June 1st on that? So from what I, I have not seen anything where we're allowed to open playgrounds yet. Okay. The only thing you're allowed to open is uh, is non-contact like baseball fields. Uh, now they, there is talk about opening amusement parks soon. So I would assume if you're going to open an amusement park, you could open a playground, but we have not been given the okay for that yet. We are also not renting shelters yet uh, because, you know, we're still down to the, the 10 person limit. So if people want to stop in and and use the shelters on their own for a family or something, that's fine, but we are not renting them out. Also, uh, Jump and Jive show band, as you know, we are scheduled for Saturday, June 27th. Uh, I have talked to them. They want to do it. They, they want to proceed as scheduled. Uh, so we, have, we still have that on our website. I uh, just want to bring that to you today, but we were not planning on canceling that. Just want to get your opinion on that. Grace, what's the date again? I'm sorry. June 27th. I mean, if they, if they want to go forward with it, I mean, I don't know where we're going to be as it relates to uh, uh, state orders on uh, assembly and how many you can have, but um, 
I know typically we've probably gotten about uh, there's there, it's a pretty good band number one, but number two I think we've typically gotten probably 25 people at that, maybe 30 on a on a good year, and so the question is, you know, I guess we can keep it on the agenda and. and uh, if the state says we're still not assembling more than 10 people, I mean, who knows what's going to happen between now and then. Um, but I would suggest maybe it's not, if they want to stay on the schedule, I'd say we keep it on the schedule and then uh, we adjust later. I'll go along with that. I'll agree with Tom. Yeah, quick question here. This is a Bechtel Park, is that correct? Or Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if this is worth considering. You may have seen on the news with some of the other public venues that have opened um, the the park boards or cities have actually marked off with lime or other things dividers on the ground just to encourage people to stay distant while they're participating is that something that's feasible on the ground with any lime we have just to mark off some you know points of demarcation in some way or maybe put a grid out there or some circles to encourage people who are attending to not group up too much i mean we yeah i mean we could probably do that usually there the band is under the shelter we pull the tables out people usually bring their own chairs uh you know and they, and they set them up in the grass i mean I, in, in my opinion i think everybody knows about social distancing i don't think we need to tell them where to sit but if that's what you want us to do i'm more than willing to do that i would agree with tracy on that yeah yeah i don't know if it's worth it or not just a suggestion also, we also have the car show on our calendar on August 1st. I talked to them yesterday. They, they are happy that I called them. They were hoping we weren't going to cancel. Uh, you know, I told them we were looking to proceed with that right now. Uh, that is on Saturday, August 1st, and that's at Schuler. You know, once again, we're kind of under the same guidelines. We don't know where we're going to be uh, with uh, – as far as groups go, how, how, how big we can assemble. But by August 1st, I would think we'd be pretty much in the clear. So I was not planning on removing this from the schedule yet either. The thing I see on that is the, uh, because the cars are separated, there's a, there's a barrier there where they automatically are separated from one another. But uh, the trophy ceremony inside where everybody packs into the room at Schuler, uh, we may have to adjust that. Yeah, we could always move that outside, set up some tables. We, we can get around that easy enough. And then also, uh, we have rescheduled our document shredding for June 20th. Uh, we've put cleared it with the company that can make it. We've uh, put that on the website. Uh, we will have two employees there to help. Uh, that's another... You know, that's something kind of like the compost giveaway. You don't have a lot of contact with people. Uh, usually people like to stand there and watch their uh, stuff be shredded, but it's just one car at a time, so it is limited contact. So we're looking to proceed with that on the 20th of June. As far as Trash Bash goes, we're getting a lot of calls from people wanting to know when we're rescheduling that. I'm trying to reschedule that for uh, <clears throat> mid to late September, uh, contacting the companies that we use to see if they have availability on those dates. Uh, so I wanted to run that by you, make sure you didn't have any issues with us uh, 
proceeding with that in September. Uh, if we can get it done, let's get it done. Yeah. <clears throat> Tracy, you're still looking at both North and South, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they'll be back to back weekends. Okay, so other than that, just quick update, Sycamore Road, if you've been down there, we've uh, it has been paved from uh, Blue Ash Road to Plainfield Road. We had a press release go out where the intersection of Blue Ash and uh, Sycamore is going to be closed June 1st, so that project can proceed to the east. Uh, so there's uh, there have been detours set up. Uh, we we're ha we have that on our website, and we also have that on our Facebook page. Tracy, is that the entire intersection from both crossroads being shut down, or just the Sycamore portion? Uh, that that whole intersection will be shut down okay. while storm sewer is placed in the intersection. Then the intersection will be opened back up, and then uh, we'll be closing it in pieces to the east as we reconstruct. Thanks. Uh, if you've been down Montgomery Road, you've seen uh, a lot of progress on the sidewalk project. We've got a wall going up there in front of the seasons. Uh, that contractor's doing a great job and moving right along. Of course, nobody's doing much with this rain right now, so everything's on a little bit of hold, but uh, we're getting good progress with that. Question about that, Tracy, also. I, I learned... Uh, after the fact, basically, I guess. But so they're staging their equipment on our property there next to Taco Bell and Pet Boys. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Uh, but we, they're fully insured in terms of covering us for anything that might happen there. Is that correct also? That is also correct. Yes. Okay. So the only other thing I have is uh, I've been talking to Mr. Desai about 6330. Cougar Mill. I believe you all know what's going on there. Uh, I'll ask Mr. Desai to. Uh, I knew so much of it already now. We, we have received uh, quotes to have the building torn down. I am still waiting on quotes uh, for the remediation of the asbestos that's in it. It is minimal. The only asbestos that's in the house, according to the reports, is the glazing in the windows. So uh, that's that's fairly minimal compared to what it could be in a house that size that's that age. But uh, our question, you know, if you remember, I brought up, you know, if we needed some kind of court order to, to get into that every time we wanted to get in to do something. I believe uh, Mr. Desai said he didn't believe we did, but... Uh, he also had questions on the resolution that we passed. So, uh, if Mr. Thank you, Mr. Kellams. Uh, yeah, very briefly, um, we um, are looking to pursue demolition of the uh, dilapidated structure on the subject property uh, pursuant to revised code 505.86. Um, Obviously, asbestos remediation is part of any demolition process, and uh, therefore, we don't need uh, to get a separate search warrant uh, for that asbestos removal. Um, the question I would just ask the board uh, to consider um, is that uh, we did pass this resolution originally in 2017. Uh, 
there was a somewhat drawn out process over the course of six months because uh, the property owner did exercise their due process rights to request a hearing. Uh, the hearing was uh, held, uh, but then a second resolution was passed um, confirming the need to demolish the property. Uh, I do believe um, in an attempt to um, cooperate with the property owner and provide uh, the property owner some uh, opportunity to self-help. Uh, the township held off for a little bit uh, to see if he could sell the property or come up with some other uh, end use for it. Uh, some of the discussion had to do with the uh, neighboring church. Uh, but at this point, we've got no information that would lead us to believe that any kind of a sale or purchase is imminent. Uh, so, uh, as I understand it, uh, the maintenance department is ready to proceed with the demolition. And the only real question for the uh, trustees is, uh, you know, do you want to um, proceed with the demolition based on the 2017 resolution? Um, or, you know, do you want to take um, a super um uh you know safe belt suspender approach and redo another resolution uh which would then require us to go back through all the notice requirements uh potential hearing etc um again there's nothing under the statute that requires that uh the demolition proceed you just got a check uh, at a certain uh within a certain time period um and certainly <clears throat> what the township was trying to do while it was waiting was to allow the property owner uh, to get to engage in some self-help, but I did want to just raise it to the board and make sure all that was uh, was out there on the table for discussion. Sai, I think uh, you're suggesting that um, that the existing resolution is applicable. You're saying that? I'm sorry, Mr. Weaver. I heard. I'm suggesting. You're, you're suggesting you that again, please. That the existing resolution is um, uh, currently in place. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So. I'm of the opinion we don't need to to go through this process again. This has been way too long. We we waited way too long to demolish that property. It's a uh, health hazard. Uh, it's a uh, safety hazard to the community, to the neighbors. And I, I I'm of the opinion we need to just move forward and do what we're going to do. Get it get it taken care. Of. Yeah, Mr. Desai drove around the property again yesterday and ran into some of the neighbor embarrassment. Let's let's move forward very quickly and get this thing taken care of. Uh, I, I agree as well, unless you see there's some substantial legal risk in proceeding on a two-year-old resolution, but it seems not. If there's already been a hearing and we're simply waiting to take action and there was no time limit on it and there's no new appeal right that ar arises out of anything in the statute saying if the township waits more than a certain period, then I think we just need to go ahead and proceed and not prolong this. Let's get it done. Do you agree that we're re relatively safe in that? Yeah, there again, there is nothing in the statute that provides uh, a timeline. Um, I think we were being um, a good township by waiting a little bit to allow the property owner an opportunity to, you know, get things worked out on their own. So, um, you know, I don't have any overt fears, uh, just, you know, uh, in an overabundance of caution, wanted to make sure I raised the point with the board. Um, so if the board is inclined to move forward, um, I was just taking a look at the minutes from the last meeting. Um, it does look like Mr. Weedman made a motion that was seconded by Mr. James to move forward with the demolition of the building at 6330 Kugler Mill Road. Um, and the roll call was that everybody 
um, uh, said aye. So I don't think we need another motion at this point. I think the only hang up as I'm looking at the uh, minutes was that um, they, uh, Mr. Collins just wanted me to make sure there wasn't a, a need for a warrant. And as I've reported uh, this morning, there's not. So I don't think there's a need for another motion. I think the last motion stands and I think we're ready to go. That sounds good. Mr. Cullens, uh, how quickly can that be done? You said you might need another bid on the demolition. I do not need another bid on the demolition. I'm waiting for a bid on the asbestos removal. So if you remember correctly, I believe you passed a resolution for the demolition not to exceed 25800 So I just wanted to make you aware that we did get a bid that's much lower than that. It was around the $18,000 area. So uh, the demolition and the asbestos removal together will not exceed the uh, amount that you approved. Good. So Thanks. as soon as I get that quote, and I'm hoping, I was hoping to have it by today, and I do not, as soon as I get that, we are going to move forward immediately. Thanks, Tracy. Uh, do we have Mr. Is Mr. Porter back on? Is Mr. Porter available for the uh, bills and the receipts? This video is locked up again. Rob, if you can hear us, try dialing in. I texted you the phone number uh, that might let you do that. If you're not able to do okay. Rob Porter. Rob, can you hear us? All right, let's just move on to planning and zoning items in the head of our department. Uh, Skyler Mill. Wait, does anyone else have those numbers that they could report? If he's I'll get them to... just in case. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have them. Beth has Good. them. Yep. Good morning, everybody. Okay. okay. Uh, I have uh, I have two nuisance property resolutions for you this morning, as well as a uh, nuisance vehicle. Um, we have been trying to work with these residents um, uh, over the last several weeks. Uh, we we did have some movement with one, but unfortunately, uh, we're now at an impasse. So uh, I don't know, let's see, I don't have the capability right now to do a screen share. I don't know if we want to take a look at these, uh, these pictures real quick. Uh, the first one, yeah, that is, that's 4106 Judd Drive. Uh, this is, uh, this is the nuisance property, high vegetation, trash debris. Okay, uh, next one, if you don't mind, Rob. Yeah. Go ahead, keep going down. So, well, you can you can keep going down to the next property if you want. Okay. Uh, next one is eighty six seventy one Darnell Avenue. Uh, again, high vegetation, trash debris. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Uh, and then finally, we have uh, 8100 Camner Avenue. Uh, this is junk vehicle. Uh, the trustees have recently passed a resolution on this uh, as a uh, for property nuisance, um, or excuse me, nuisance property. Uh, we were working with with this resident. Uh, part of that was was taking care of this junk vehicle. Unfortunately, they're um, you know they're um, kind of. Uh, you know, putting their heels in 
So, uh, let's see here. Scholar, I assume this this uh, this is not operational, correct? Uh, from what we can tell, it's it's not operational. Uh, I don't believe it's. Uh, uh, I don't believe the tags are current. Um, they were talking about uh, uh, towing it and taking care of it. They they have not. Where is this located? Uh, that is eighty one hundred Camner. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's not in the resolution, as best as I can tell. Would we normally put the address in there, or just the VIN number? Uh, no, it's in there. That's the third mm-hmm. thirty-one eighty-one hundred uh, Camner Avenue. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, That's sorry, it. I must have missed that as I was looking at it. Yeah, we have these worded a little bit differently just because the the focus is not so much on the property as it is the vehicle itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you look section one, it does show the address right there. Oh, thank you. Okay, sorry, missed yep. that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. So I I can uh, entertain any questions you may have about these. Um, otherwise, I'd request uh, uh, adoption of these three resolutions. You want to do them individually? And uh, yeah, is uh, Mr. Desai going to read these? Either or. I think Skylar can read them, but you're right, Mr. Weedman, we should do them individually. Yep. Okay. No, I just wanted to have the discussion all, all together, just to keep it simple. Okay. Uh, first one is make sure I'm on the right one. Ready? All right. Hello? Re- resolution providing for an authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other. And declaring an emergency. Yeah, are they getting Motion to approve. Second. Okay. Okay. Well, I moved away from the screen now. You him? Uh, I'm trying. I'm here. It won't. It won't. I think that's frozen. About every fifth word. There's. Do you want me to finish the title? Yeah, please. please. All right. Declaring a nuisance to the property located at 4106 Judd Drive, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion to approve. Second. Mr. Mr. Warwick, would you call the roll? Call the vote on this. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. All right, next one. Resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for property located at 8671 Darnell Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion to approve. Second. Mr. Warwick? Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Uh, finally, a resolution providing for the removal of junk motor vehicle in Sycamore Township, Hamilton County, and the proper disposal, storage, or impoundment of motor vehicle by implementing the procedure set forth in Sycamore Township Resolution Number 2012-14 and 88, I'm sorry, excuse me, Sections 505, uh, 505.85, and 505.871 of the Ohio Revised Code. Motion to approve. Second. Mr. Warwick. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. 
Scott, or anything else? Uh, just, just briefly, uh, you know, due to I'm, I'm assuming due to the uh, current pandemic, we haven't seen uh, any uh, zoning commission cases coming through. Uh, we are still getting uh, probably lower than 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 average, but uh, still a steady stream of of both commercial and residential applications. Uh, last night, the BZA uh, did meet and they had two cases, one for a church um, off of Sturbridge uh, for conditional use. They were expanding their uh, their sanctuary and parking areas. Uh, then we had a, uh, a residential application for, for a variance in the rear yard. So, um, you know, the, there, there is still development activity in the township. And were both of those items approved? Uh, yes, sir. Both were approved. So watched um, those last, I watched them last night. You did a good job. Very good. Job. It was, <laughs> we had, we had a lot of, uh, uh, confusion, I think with user error, um, you know, maybe some uh, user end technology issues. Um, I, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to, to moving back to uh, uh, live meetings. Uh, but as I told BZA last night, we were going to take our cues from uh, board of trustees. And I'm assuming we're going to we're going to talk about that in a, in a little bit with Mr. Ward. Thank you, Scott. Let's move on with our line director. Any Nothing to report. Directors, Mr. Desai. Nothing to report, Mr. Chair. All right, let's move over to uh, our administrator, Mr. Ray Ward. Okay, first thing on my list is I have uh, three purchase orders over $2,500. These are routine uh, semi-annual uh, purchase orders that happen to pay interest on uh, uh, three of the uh, bonds or uh, instruments we have out there. Um, uh, so per schedule, we're we're paying them. So I guess I can get a motion, maybe to motion, approve. Motion three. to approve. Second. And Mr. Mr. Weeman, call the vote. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Lavarbra. Aye. Next thing I have is a, a financial review overview, and Rob Ebel. If you have that in the packet, I have a, a spreadsheet. There it is. If you want to scroll uh, there, start there. I put this uh, spreadsheet together, and um, it was a. It took a lot of effort to do it, and basically because there, when we close out the year with our current accounting program, Bucks is it <clears> called. Uh, the CPA that we use, Mark Hurst, has to do a lot of uh, extra spreadsheet work to figure out uh, and find all the numbers and bucks to construct the financial report that is uh, constructed so that we can be audited. And what I wanted to make sure that we did is tie our numbers back to those numbers that are on the finance report, since those are the official numbers, if you will. And the other thing I did was put them in fund accounting uh, a nomenclature. We're looking at 2018 up there at the top. And I just arbitrarily, you know, we have lots of accounts. And I arbitrarily grouped them together. Uh, first departments, and that's fire department, uh, road and maintenance, um, 
administration, zoning, all of those things, uh, operating departments, if you will, for the township. Then I grouped the TIFs together, which you know what those are, the JEDs. Uh, and then there were, you know, a couple other bond and project uh, accounts. And I just kind of lumped those all together, the smaller accounts. So this, this reads from left to right. And I would point out that uh, in fund accounting, typically what we look at is you start with an opening balance for whatever period, whether you're looking at a year, which in this case, this is the 2018, or if you're looking at a month or a quarter, uh, it's always uh, nice or preferable to me to start with whatever our reserve or balance is at that time. So in the case of the departments uh, for that year, you can see what they started with in reserve, uh, what their revenue was, and in that, uh, the, the various revenues uh, uh, would include obviously property tax uh, for the levies we have, and then uh, JED money uh, or any TIF money that was moved over. Um, uh, some, some of it goes into revenue, some of that uh, pays down their expenses. Um, and when the, when the JEDs pay expenses, that would show up in their line. So it's a little confusing the way we do it. We may be able to go back to the way it was done originally, but we're still checking on that where we just bring in as revenue. But in total there, you can see the departments uh, brought in more than they spent and added uh, 357000 to their to their reserves uh, tips. Same kind of thing. They added 2.3. If you look at the net column, 2.3 million to their reserves. Jeds added 800,000 to their reserves, and the small accounts uh, also added a little bit of money. Then, if you look down at 2019, it's the same drill. These are actual numbers, and they all tie back to uh, the financial statement that the CPA uh, has prepared. Um, and once again. Um, the departments uh, in 2019 had a little bit of a negative in their, uh, meaning they spent a little bit more than their revenue and took down their reserve uh, a little bit. Um, and then all the other areas, TIFs, JEDs, and the other, all added to their reserves. Um, so we finished up 2019 uh, with total reserve number of 43.5 million. I, I extended this out uh, to look at the 2020 budget. Obviously, starting the opening balance in one of these years, obviously, is uh, equal to the closing balance of the prior year. So in uh, 2020, I took the balance and then I went into bucks and just pulled the numbers that we have in there for the uh, 2020 budget from an operating standpoint. I think if you recall, what, what the board does every year is they pass a resolution to do a tax budget, which will be coming up here in a month or so. And then there's a full budget uh, with the expenses that are also passed by resolution and those go to the county. And the county then issues a certificate and then they may issue a, what's called an amended certificate as there's more discussion and more discovery. Um, and typically, um, the our numbers in our operating budget should match 
what's on the certificate for the county. They do not. Um, they match in just very few places. So what I put here was what our rev, what our budget numbers say. And obviously, this we could take this with a grain of salt because this is not what's going to happen. And I think we should probably recast that budget if possible with bucks, because you can see if you just look at the total line for the 2020 budget, we're predicting revenues of 30.2 million. And that's way off. The county certificate, I believe, indicates we're going to have 40.5 million in revenue. And then once again, the expenses are way overflated uh, at 40.7 million, uh, which if we operated per this budget, it wouldn't be a very good year because we would knock down our reserves by $10.5 million. And of course, that's not going to happen. So I, I, I just share that with you because we're at a little bit of a standstill uh, on the whole accounting system and how to approach uh, reporting. And uh, I have suggested that maybe we should look for a different accounting software. Fiscal officer does not want to do that. And uh, um, I just... I just think that bucks is uh, very unworkable, especially in our situation. It's hard to get numbers. And even when we, uh, in the interim, when uh, uh, Debbie Campbell does numbers that she gives to the department, <clears throat> we know that those numbers aren't necessarily going to be completely accurate. And we really don't know that until we get to the end of the year and the CPA does all of his uh, offline spreadsheet work to, to pull it all together. Um, so we have two issues, whether we should do anything about the accounting system. And the other one is uh, this operating budget that obviously is not going to be uh, what occurs this year. So uh, let me, let me uh, just comment about the accounting system. First of all, uh, we have a uh, duly elected fiscal officer and I would yield to our fiscal officer I think he's been using bucks for a lot of years. And to my knowledge, we've never had a, uh, a negative um, audit by the state of Ohio. So uh, I would, I would yield to our, uh, to our fiscal officer who is duly elected and uh, this is his office. And I think he has a statutory obligation to run that office. And so I would yield to him as it relates to, uh, um, to any kind of changes in software as it relates to budgeting. We as trustees, of course, have a fiduciary obligation to look after the finances of the township independently of the fiscal officer. And I'm sure Mr. Porter is doing a fine job from what I've seen he is, but we need accurate and clear reporting and modern software in doing that. Uh, I, I wish we weren't having these technical difficulties where he wasn't able to be participating in the meeting right now, because I would like to hear his input on this. And I don't think we should make any decisions until we do hear his input in a public meeting if he's available to do it. But I, I think it's important that our reporting match the reality of what the numbers are, too. And if the township, if, if I heard correctly, is certifying what are essentially false numbers to the county auditor each year that bear no relation to the numbers in our budget, I think that's a problem because the word certification means more than just, hey, we think it's this. It, it's a certificate saying this is true and we certify it's true as trustees pursuant to the oaths we've taken. So I, I think it is important the numbers are accurate. 
from what I understand and questions I've been asking about what our finances are, just to have an understanding of this myself, it isn't clear as these things come out of the system. And Debbie Campbell does her best to provide the reports the system provides. I, I do want to make clear, I know what Ray meant by that when you said you, you might ask Debbie for numbers and we can't be sure they're accurate. That's not because of Debbie, that's because of the software. No. She's, she's providing what the software has and does a great job in operating it. But there may be better alternatives that we should certainly look at. It may be the alternatives aren't better in the end. But from what I understand, other townships have been moving away in droves from the Bucks system to other systems. Sims is in the process of moving to a new system now and is going through training on that, I understand. Maybe that's something we should take a look at at least. But I would certainly want Mr. Porter's input on all this before we make any decisions. It's unfortunate he hasn't been able to uh, be in this meeting because of whatever technical difficulties are going on. But these numbers certainly concern me. I mean, you know, that it, it, it's a gentle way of putting it to say, well, we'd be dipping into our reserves by $10 million based on the budget numbers that were prepared coming out of last year. But basically, that means $10 million deficit in spending. We've got the money to cover it. But as you said, this isn't the reality of what will be happening anyway. It sounds I think like Mr. The numbers Mr. reflecting that reality. So I'll yield back to you, Mr. Weedman. I think Mr. Work even uh, actually said that these these were inaccurate numbers, that these were not actually true numbers. And so uh, while you're suggesting we may have a $10 million deficit, I don't really think that's the case. But um, that's not what I'm suggesting. Okay. The, the numbers that are certified that you sent to the county, I believe those are the correct numbers. I was just pointing out that they just don't tie back to the numbers that we're supposedly using to run the township. That's my point. I think the numbers that you sent to the county make uh, perfect sense. Well, that's good. Well, again, Mr. Porter's not here. I, I'd certainly want him to be part of any discussion about this. We need to figure out a way to make that happen. And why, I have a big question, why, why are we afraid of, uh, of uh, going to a different system that is not antiquated? There's new systems out there that are available. We certainly have the finances to uh, to afford this new system. What, what are we afraid of as we dig into Mr. Barber, I'm not afraid of anything. Uh, all I'm suggesting is that, that our fiscal officer is a duly elected fiscal officer. He has certain statutory obligations within the state. Uh, the Ohio Revised Code dictates what his responsibilities are. And for, for us to suggest that we want to run his, run, uh, suggest how we do his, he does his job is not really our position. You know, we have an obligation to ensure that we're not spending, we're not, how we spend money, but, but the accounting is his responsibility. That's why he was elected to do that. And so all I'm suggest, I'm not, I'm not saying anything if, if, if he thinks it's a great idea to switch software, I'm all for it. But I, and, and, and I know we can accommodate him with that financially, but I'm not, I'm not suggesting for a second that um, we should be telling him how to do his job. He, he's been doing this job for 30 years very successfully. And for us to come in and suggest that we know more than he does, I'm not sure that's a good idea. So, all, and, and the fact that he's not here to, to, to weigh in on that, um, uh, makes it a little, a little bit more difficult in the discussion. So I would suggest maybe we uh, table this discussion until we have the opportunity for him to, to have input on it. Well, Mr. Warwick, was there more you were going to report to us? I understand right now this wasn't necessarily a proposal to change anything anyway. No, no, I just, I just wanted to 
uh, we went, I went over all these numbers with Mr. Porter um, uh, a couple weeks ago. So I just wanted to, I, he requested that I uh, review all numbers that I might bring to the board with him prior. And so we looked at these a couple weeks ago and this is the first meeting since then. And so I thought I'd uh, just introduce it. That that's all I have on that topic for today. Well, well I, I do have a concern about this, and I and I hope that uh, that we can resolve this because I'm not satisfied with the numbers I've been seeing for the last two years. And, and if me, Mr. Weedman wants to say that they presented numbers at different events, that that hasn't happened. Uh, Mr. Porter goes in and reads off of a little uh, yellow piece of paper with two numbers, and 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 that's the end of a thing. Uh, if we can if we can look at numbers from another angle, I think that's a good idea. Let's not be afraid of this, and let's let's move forward with uh, presenting these numbers, Mr. Work, as uh, we've directed you to do. And I hope you continue to do that, and I hope that Mr. Porter helps you with this. Mr. LaBarber, just for the record, I'm not afraid of anything. All I'm suggesting is that he has a fiduciary responsibility to his to to the job that he was elected to, and we should we should not try to intervene in that. That's all I'm suggesting. I'm not afraid of anything. I mean, if he well, wants to change, I think, change, we, I think, I think it's great. I think we oversee this. I think we oversee this. We're the elected trustees. And we have the big responsibility and guide the order if necessary. And that may be the case. Go ahead, Mr. Warwick. Just, just oh. a reminder, by the way, we got astray in the beginning when Mr. Porter, early in the meeting when Mr. Porter wasn't able to stay in. But I understand we had some bills to pay with some checks to present and some numbers to be provided. I want to make sure we don't lose track of that also. I think Ms. Gunderson said she had those numbers if we needed them. Yeah, let me let me finish my last item and then I'll we'll circle back and Beth can read the numbers. Um, I wanted to talk about the June meetings and events and whether we're going to be staying on Zoom. I guess uh, it'd be just be nice to have a, a discussion with the uh, the board we have a workshop first week of june we have a workshop and then we have a thursday night meeting and that's also the quarterly meeting of all the jeds um that'll probably be very clunky if we try to do all that by zoom with people trying to figure out how to get in and get out so <clears throat> i guess the three i don't know where we're at meeting wise with respect to the rules from the state uh there are townships that are still meeting in person. They just don't let the public in and they try to uh, stream their meetings like we have the capability to do. So that would be one way to do it. Staying on Zoom, of course, is, is another alternative or just uh, having the meeting and opening it up to the public and try to do the social distancing. Um, and we're just looking for some direction of how to announce and uh, set up those meetings. If I can jump in, I think the June meeting, the workshop meeting on June 2nd, uh, perhaps we could still Zoom that meeting, but uh, the, the uh, June 4th, that there were the four JEDS meeting and the CIC meeting, and then our regular meeting, uh, we may want to think about going back to the uh, to the building, doing it and uh, limiting in public uh, for that meeting. But I, I think that meeting, we, we should be uh, in our in our regular office that we have. Ray, are you suggesting that um, that we have the ability to open up that meeting on the 4th to um, the public 
and just have social distancing so we can see people in different spots so that we we do uh, follow the social distancing. Well, I'm that's not sure how many people will actually show up to that meeting. So it's probably capable. I guess we're capable of doing that. Yeah, that that that's the uh, uh, the curveball is how many are going to show up. Yeah, uh, there's no problem, you know, running all the Jeds and all that because they kind of come in, you know, at their sure. assigned time. So I don't see any problem with that part. I guess it just comes down to for the the trustee meeting that night, you know, how many folks might show up. If, we, if it's, you know, a moderate crowd, then I think we could do that. But that that'd be unknown until we open the doors. Suggestion for that, maybe this is workable. We ask people to uh, contact us in advance if they would like to attend in person. That way we have an idea of the crowd. We're not required to open the doors to everyone under the governor's current order as long as we're live streaming the meeting, on the other hand, so people would still have access that way. But maybe asking for reservations essentially will at least give us some idea of um, whether it's workable that day. And maybe that's the way to go. You know, we, we can always just uh, put a limited number of seats in there, practice social distancing with that. And, uh, you know, when those fill, it gets closed off. If somebody leaves, somebody else can come in just like they do it at any other facility or store. Yeah, yeah that, we would need somebody to monitor that out. That's a good idea. Yeah, you know, we, we could monitor that. <laughs> I think that if I'll speak on behalf of the staff, I think I'm correct. Um, we would like to get back to in-person meetings, <laughs> and uh, we would re we would rely on uh, Chief Penny to make sure that you know we're practicing all the stuff we need to practice. Question also, and and I've I've wondered this over time anyway. Frankly, having a workshop and then two days later having a trustee. Are we doubling up efforts in ways we don't need to? Is there a purpose in having a meeting and then another meeting two days later where we're doing similar business in each one anyway? Does that make sense? In the past, it's a, a, the, I, in the past, the the workshop has always been more of a staff meeting, like you might have in your own office at, at your at your office. We have a staff meeting. Um, where we would address certain things that we didn't necessarily address in a trustee meeting. Now, it's morphed into something more over the last whatever. And so I would, I mean, I, I can't disagree with uh, with Mr. James. I think uh, that we do have, um, there's a lot of duplicity as it relates to um, things we may do now in uh, a workshop versus a trustee meeting. So. Um, I'm not sure that we need to have those three meeting points, but I'm open to whatever, but I'll yield to the to the other two trustees what they want to do. I would suggest keeping it the way it is. And then at the end of the year, when we look at uh, what we're doing in 2021, we make adjustments. But I would leave it the way it is for right now. The historically, Tom James, historically those workshop meetings were in that little conference room in the back. And it was at my insistence that they become open meetings uh, for the public in a bigger, uh, bigger setting. They were open meetings to the public. They were always open I meetings to the public. They were, Tom, I didn't say they were, open. Yeah. they were open. They were open, but there were like six seats back there. Yeah, yeah. People, and, we, and we usually yeah, didn't fill them. So, yeah. yeah. 
anyway, something to consider going forward. But for the first week of June, then if we're looking at doing an in-person meeting on Thursday, uh, what about that workshop? Are we going to have that workshop? And is that going to be in-person also or by Zoom? That's something we need to figure out also. Well, it, from the staff point of view, it depends on content. And uh, as I just said, we'd like to have it in person if we're going to have it. It could be that uh, uh, both those meetings might be useful that week, especially if we want to go, you know, uh, be together and uh, talk about these numbers and a couple of items that I know Mr. Porter wants to weigh in on. And yeah. we could spend more time on those subjects, possibly, if you wanted to, in the workshop. Makes sense. That seems fine to me. Well, after what Tracy Kellum said, uh, I think we can do both meetings live in the building, uh, back in the back in the building. And uh, Tracy mentioned the chairs, put a limited number of chairs, and have somebody the uh, you know somebody monitor that. I, that would be fine, me. That's my suggestion. Tom, did you suggest that we do? Did I understand, or was that Ray? One of you may have suggested we do Zoom on Tuesday and live on Thursday. I think I, I, I was asking, should we do that or should we do both live? I I can go either way. So, I mean, I'm happy to do it in person if if we can manage the crowd that way. I think we all need to get back out in the world. So. <laughs> That'll yes, we do. <laughs> I, I suggest yes, we do. Tyler and Tracy will be a lot happier if we're there in person, right? <laughs> I will. Yes. I suggest that we Zoom the uh, Tuesday meeting and do uh, Thursday uh, in the uh, in the administration building. But but with the Tuesday meeting, I would hope that we can let uh, Mr. Porter have a uh, borrowed uh, computer. If we, we can't do that, then let's go back and do both from the administration building. Yeah, I don't know what his I don't know what his technical difficulties were, but hopefully we can get those resolved. I, I assume we can. We can figure out how to do it. Or the worst case scenario is he comes. He, if he want if we want to zoom on Tuesday and he can't get it working at home, he can always come to the township, and I'm sure we can get him hooked up in the township on the Zoom as well. Yeah. But if, we just go back Mr. LaBarbera, are you against us meeting in person for the workshop if that if we can do the social distancing? I'll yield to uh, the Toms. If the Toms want to do that, that's fine. I'm, I'm open to that. I'm, I'm okay with a Zoom on Tuesday and a, and a uh, live on Thursday because we, we're going to have to come in for the Jeds meetings anyway. So I, I would say that, uh, I mean, I'm certainly okay with a, a Zoom on Tuesday and a uh, live on Thursday. Either is fine with me, and if need be, we can even do some sort of hybrid. It's technically possible to do that, I think, if some people want to be in the room participating and somebody wants to pop in by video. I'm sure there's some way we could arrange that if we needed to, but okay, by Zoom is fine also, whatever. Yeah. All right, let's make a decision. We'll Zoom on Tuesday, and we'll be live on Thursday. Okay, great. That sounds good to me. Works for me. Okay. Is, is the board comfortable with uh, zoning meetings being in person moving forward in June? If we have any, I am as long as the members of the zoning commission are fine with it, and the board of zoning appeals are fine with it. And as long as we follow the, uh, we have a protocol to follow, Skylar. I think that's that's just fine. That's fine. Yeah. I'll I'll work with uh, Chief to to make sure we have something in place. Okay. I think Tracy basically recapped where we're at on uh, fields and and uh, shelters and uh, reserving rooms and things. That anything else we're leaving out. 
Tracy, that we should be mentioning or asking them about? Uh, not off the top of my head. As I said, you know, shelters we don't and playgrounds we don't have an answer on yet. Uh, other than that, our events, you know, we're looking to move forward with uh, opening the ball diamonds and restrooms. I, I think that's about it. I think we've covered pretty much all of it. I, I have a question about something about a concern somebody asked me about yesterday, and I just want to make sure my understanding is correct about this. There are businesses that are allowed to open under the current health orders. There are businesses that have been told they're not supposed to open under that. And if one of those that isn't supposed to open happens to open anyway, that's an issue for the Board of Health, in my understanding, and possibly in their partnership with the Sheriff's Office if they want to do something about it. We as a township don't really have any say or control over that, do we? No. Yeah, no. That, that's my understanding. That's not our enforcement area. That's not no. really our concern either, unless there's a, a zoning violation of some kind, something like that. But I, that wouldn't fall into that category. So uh, just, but I wanted to bring that up for the public's reference if anyone's watching this. You know, that, that's not our purview, basically. That's correct. That's uh, all I have. Uh, Beth, do you have those numbers? Yes. <clears throat> the receipts are $184,595.69. And the disbursements are $659,789.79. A motion to approve. Second. Mr. Ward? Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. I have nothing else. Did you uh, uh, want to discuss the uh, last meeting we were talking about uh, looking at establishing a finance and audit committee? I know you've got some applications. But I want to clarify that when when I mentioned that during the trustees' comments, and then we all unanimously voted uh, to approve us going forward, we, we we just simply approved going forward to start the process of establishing a finance and audit committee. And I understand you did receive uh, a number of applications, Mr. Warwick. I think I have eight of them. Okay. And you'll, at this point, uh, interview those people? Yes, and I was going to discuss it with Mr. Porter and see how we want to do this. And he, he uh, submitted for a discussion, and he's not here to do it, so we can table this, the uh, Sims Township, the way they set up theirs in 1994. So do you want to just pass on that and table to the meeting when he's available? That's fine with me. Okay, the next would be the, uh, uh, your, any comments, uh, Tom James, Tom Weedman, or Mr. Warwick? I, I, well, I, I'll just add, as to that finance committee, it did come up at the last minute in the last meeting. Mr. Desai suggested we vote on it as a motion, and, and we all did. We unanimous, uh, unanimously approved it. Afterward, Mr. Porter had some concerns about it that uh, he sent out an email to the trustees about and uh, they had to do with how the committee would be structured and so forth, none of which has really been decided officially yet. Um, but apparently he had some thoughts about it, which I wish he were here to voice, and I encourage him to do that in the next
next meeting because this is something to uh, benefit the township financially and him as well in helping provide some uh, directions, suggestions, input, and guidance as to what's going on. Uh, and he had some very valuable thoughts he communicated to everyone about the uh, questions we need to consider in structuring it. And I was, I was glad to see that. But uh, no one intended to, to not get his input there. He was caught a little off guard, he indicated, and has some thoughts. So I look forward to hearing those in the next public meeting. I, I think the other thing that he mentioned, Tom, was that uh, uh, he was concerned about the fact that this was brought up at the uh, at the trustee comments and uh, we proceeded to a vote of which he was uh, took exception to. And, I, and I, I would agree with him. I don't think we should be voting on anything that that uh, that is not uh, presented on the agenda in advance. Yeah, I, I think generally speaking, that's correct. It came up as a surprise. And then I think everyone was caught off guard when Mr. Desai said, well, we'll go ahead and vote. So, but yeah, things should be on the agenda and open for discussion, absolutely. And going forward, I want our administrator uh, to be in charge of this. Uh, Mr. Warwick, uh, you head this up and let's see where we go with this and we'll get into a bigger discussion when uh, Mr. Porter's here at the next uh, the next meeting. Trustee items. Uh, yeah, I, I have a couple updates. Um, uh, I've got an update from Jewish Hospital, their outdoor testing facility. As of Friday, they have tested 2,112 patients for COVID-19. Um, they also report that they are in good shape on PPE at this time. Um, I believe they did get another shipment uh, working with the AMA. I believe we got another shipment to, to Mercy, which they got a distribution on. Um, had a great update on Kenwood Town Center. Day one had 50% of the normal traffic that had, they had last year with 30% of the stores open. Uh, since opening, they're averaging about 35% foot traffic from where they were last year. Um, Dillard's, announced, uh, Dillard's uh, reported that they uh, their business was actually up on opening day over the previous year, P probably most likely because they were probably the, they were the only department store open that day. Uh, Macy's opened on Monday to a good crowd, and Nordstrom is going to open on Thursday. Um, Tiffany and Louis Vuitton had lines outside the store to get in the shop. Uh, there is no man. Uh, there's no mandate when the rest of the stores have to open, because of the stores, uh, because some of the stores have furloughed their employees. They're scrambling to reassemble their workforce in many of the cases. Um, and the only other thing I have is I've been working with parents of CHCA graduates, and they're having a drive-by graduation ceremony in Sycamore in, the, in our Sycamore Park neighborhood in the north on Wednesday afternoon. And I want to thank Chief Penny and his crew for participating in this event. That's all I have. Mr. James. Uh, thanks for the report on all those things, Mr. Weedman. It's good to hear things are gearing back up. And uh, I, I want to add in our last meeting, we passed some changes to our personnel <coughs> policy in the township. And I know Mr. Weedman voiced that he had some legal concerns about uh, where we were going. Mr. Desai assured us that uh, the township was on sound footing and what we're doing. But Mr. Weedman, I'll just encourage you again. You said there were some legal scholars, I believe, as you put it, with whom you had spoken. I encourage you to have them to contact me. As I said, I'm open to uh, reconsidering things. As an attorney, I always want to hear others' views, but our township attorney has assured us that we're on solid ground there. But if if you still have these concerns, we need to put the good of the township ahead of political concerns here. I would encourage you to have those people contact me. I'd like to hear their opinion. So thanks. Uh, I just have some announcements uh, to please 
check our calendar. Uh, the next township uh, workshop is Tuesday, June 2nd, as we've discussed previously. That's at 9 a.m., and we will be uh, Zooming that. But then on Thursday, June the 4th, uh, at 4 o'clock, we begin with a series of JEDS meetings, beginning at 4, and the CIC meeting at 6.45, and at 7 o'clock, our regular meeting. Uh, at this time, it is now 10.11. I'm going to ask for a uh, motion to go to executive session and leave our regular meeting. Uh, and I'll tell you who I want to invite to the executive session. Do I have a motion? I move that we adjourn litigation. Yes, for litigation. Okay, I'll, I'll second that. It's now 10 11. I would ask for a motion to go to executive session. We have a meeting.
Thank you.
waiting for the timer to expire. Trusty James, your uh, dog is very comfortable on that couch. Oh, yes. Really likes to recline here and rest. And then the other dog will come up sometimes. My my son Clayton is back home from college, so uh, his dog wants to play and will come tug at Rudy until Rudy gets ticked off and then start playing. There he is. Okay, we are out of executive session. It ended at 11-11. It is now 11-12. Um, we are returning to our regular meeting. Work, uh, workshop meeting for this uh, Tuesday morning. And uh, I have a uh, motion to make to authorize our administrator, Ray Warwick, our law director, Mr. Desai, along with uh, trustee Tom James to uh, represent Sycamore Township in the House of Browse case with uh, the other side. Do I have a motion Mr. Chair, a second? If, if Mr. Chair, if I could just add to that, it, uh, and we're being authorized along with the attorneys of record to enter into settlement talks. Yes. Okay. So just add that to it. Yep. All right. So a motion to authorize our administrator, our law director, Tom James, uh, to represent us for the House of Browns case, uh, along with our attorneys and their attorneys. For Second. settlement talks. Yep. For yep. settlement talks. Yep. Okay. All right, I'll second that. Okay. Mr. Warwick, can you call a vote? Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. And Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Okay, do we have a motion to- Motion uh, to adjourn. Comments? Any comments? Second. Can just ask any comments? Any comments or questions? All in favor? Aye. Aye. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Yeah. Be All safe. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.